0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Pentagon is giving other cloud service providers a chance to get in on its new cloud contract. At the busiest time in its history, the Small Business Administration failed to take several steps to ensure its networks were secure. Defense workplaces will be taking another step towards fully reopening soon. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm Eric White. The Defense Department plans to award contracts to Microsoft and Amazon to replace the Jedi Cloud project it canceled on Tuesday, and although DOD says it's willing to consider other cloud providers, it's giving them less than two weeks to explain why their service offerings would meet the department's needs. Vendors have until July 20th to send capability statements to the new Joint Warfighting Cloud Capability Contract Office. Another month, another acquisition in the defense industrial base. This time, Huntington Ignals Industries is expanding outside of its core area of shipbuilding by buying Alien Science and Technology for $1.65 billion in cash from Veritas Capital. Alion provides advanced engineering, research and development services, military training and simulation, cyber and data analytics to the DoD and intelligence community customers, with the Navy representing about one third of its current annual revenues. Huntington says by buying Alion, it will have new capabilities, expanded customer reach and large addressable market through the new company's 3,200 employees, of which 80 percent have security clearances. Frustrations over NITAAC's $50 billion CIO SP4 solicitation boil over. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. Five small businesses have filed protests with the Government Accountability Office over changes made to the CIO SP4 request for proposals. The firm say NITAAC's amendments made the solicitation unduly restrictive, specifically around how past performance data is applied to bids. Industry also is concerned about inconsistencies in the RFP that is creating more confusion. GAO has until mid-October to decide their complaint. Industry experts say NITAC should rescind the solicitation, fix the inconsistencies, and reissue the RFP later this summer. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Vet centers would undergo major improvements in staffing and infrastructure under a new bill in Congress. The Vet Center Improvement Act, introduced by Congressman David Cicilline, would standardize staffing models at vet centers by outlining performance metrics, key work activities, and descriptions of position responsibilities. The legislation also requires the Government Accountability Office to submit a report on the conditions of all vet centers and any future plans to upgrade them. The Veterans Affairs Inspector General has more bad news about the department's massive electronic health record project. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. VA underestimated the costs of the IT infrastructure upgrades needed to support the new electronic record by as much as $2.5 billion. The department previously told Congress it'll need $4.3 billion to make the IT upgrades. But the IG says that estimate is unreliable. VA recently wrapped up a strategic review of the EHR program. It will present its findings to the Senate next week. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Government watchdog groups ask President Joe Biden to weigh in on allegations against an outgoing agency inspector general. Federal News Network's Joy Heckman has more on that. The Federal Housing Finance Authority's Inspector General Laura Wertheimer is stepping down at the end of this month. That's after a report from the Council of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency found she fostered a culture of intimidation and retaliation against whistleblowers. The agency oversees mortgage giants Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Three nonprofit groups, the Project on Government Oversight, the Government Accountability Project, and Empower Oversight, are calling on President Biden to name an acting agency IG rather than allow Wertheimer to name her successor. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network, House Democrats are trying again to modernize the Plum Book. The Office of Personnel Management works with House and Senate oversight committees to publish a list of political appointees every four years. The Plum Act would require OPM maintain a public roster of political appointees online. The bill would also require OPM make demographic data available on political appointees. The legislation folds together two bills from House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney and Congresswoman Alexandria Oskio-Cortez. The Plum Act cleared the committee last week. The Small Business Administration was rife with cybersecurity issues during one of the busiest periods in its history. The agency's inspector general's annual report on the Federal Information Security Modernization Act found that a high volume of SBA loan and grant applications exposed vulnerabilities in its cloud system inventory. SBA failed to update its directory of user accounts and follow patch management policies. Additionally, only one of the agency's eight security domains received a satisfactory score. The IG recommended SBA implement programs to maintain its inventory system and that IT employees complete required security training. A new report says the military has been too lax with the cybersecurity of its 3D printing systems. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Defense Department Inspector General found DOD components did not consistently secure their 3D printing systems or the associated design data. That's because those organizations treated additive manufacturing systems as tools rather than information systems. The IG says adversaries could take advantage of vulnerabilities to steal design data and replicate U.S. technology. DoD officials agreed with recommendations to increase security controls for those systems. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is looking for a few good hackers. The agency is hosting a July 20th industry day to preview an upcoming blue team contract. CISA says it needs industry partners to provide penetration testing and other cyber assessment services to federal agencies, state and local governments, and private sector organizations. The agency currently does between 200 and 300 assessments per year. CISA says it wants to enhance the quality and quantity of the assessments as part of the future contract. The Army successfully tested a renewable energy option to power installations in Hawaii with biofuels. The Schofield Generating Station was able to power Schofield Barracks, Field Station Kunia, and Wheeler Airfield during a planned power outage. All of those installations are located in Hawaii. The power plant would be used in case regular power goes out. Army officials say the need for energy resiliency is paramount to keeping the military ready in today's threat landscape. Starting Friday, the Pentagon will move to its least restrictive health measure since the start of the pandemic. Federal News Network's Scott Macione has details. At 5 a.m. tomorrow, the Pentagon reservation will move to health protection condition alpha. The Defense Department is adamant that this is not a return to pre-COVID practices. H.P.Con Alpha allows for 90% occupancy in workplaces. DOD says 90% is not a target to meet immediately, however, and that supervisors should continue to maximize telework where possible. H.P.Con Alpha is not the Pentagon's final plan for re-entry after COVID. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The IRS wants to make sure everyone eligible gets a new round of federal payments, even if they do not file income taxes. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The advanced child tax credit payments are coming to families this summer. The IRS will give out half the total credit as monthly checks. Families can claim the other half when they file tax returns. So the IRS joins with local churches and community nonprofits in several large cities this weekend to get non-filers to sign up and to file. People eligible for the third round of economic impact payments can also sign up. Volunteers will use a special non-filer sign-up spot on the IRS website. I'm Tom Temin. And the Federal Communications Commission is seeking nominations of members to join its Communications, Equity and Diversity Council. The Council will provide recommendations to the FCC on accelerating the deployment of high-speed broadband internet while making sure rural and historically underserved areas receive equitable levels of service. The Council is also focused on making small businesses a greater part of the communications industry. The FCC is accepting nominations for members to serve two-year terms through August 10th. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar,